Can you see me now? Welcome back to Some Assembly Required. This is Julie Adams, your host, and I'm here with Pastor Pat Hand, our lead pastor. And we're into week two of our new series, Uncertain, as we explore the names of God. Welcome, Pastor Pat. How are you? Thanks, Julie. Doing great. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, we can be back on, a, on a, another uh, weekday as we start the week and, and just kind of look at life uh, from God's point of view. And, and so today, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, El Roi, the God who sees us. And um, I think somebody um, probably sits out there listening saying, oh, I don't want God to see me, right? <laughs> or, or they're saying, hey, I feel pretty invisible. I don't think God mm -hmm. can see me. And so I hope today will be an encouragement as we, um, as we delve into this subject, right? Yeah, that's true. Isn't that such a double-edged sword of wanting to be seen, yet sometimes wanting to hide at the same time? Yes, it is a double-edged sword. Uh, I think sometimes we find ourselves throughout the day feeling that way, right? Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Yeah. So this is centered around the, the story of Hagar, who uh, was a servant to um, in the Old Testament, to in Genesis, to Sarai, who would later be named Sarah. Mm -hmm. And she was married to a guy who was named Abram, who would again, God would change his name to Abraham. So it would, when we say Abram and Sarai, we're actually talking about Abraham and Sarah. So maybe we'll just say Abraham and Sarah. Sure. I think that might be less confusing. And, and so in this story, uh, God had told him 25 years earlier, you are going to have a, a, an heir, a male heir, and you are gonna be the father of a great nation. And uh, he, was, he was pretty old at that time, and now he's 25 years older, mm -hmm. and he's thinking, uh, hey, God, do you any see me? <laughs> yeah, any day now, do you see me down here? And, and so Sarah says, well, maybe he meant that you should have Hagar. I'm going to give you Hagar. You, you take her as your wife and conceive by her, which is... Uh, I don't think most wives would advocate for that type of... Uh, I would, uh, yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that's exactly what happens. And so Hagar becomes uh, pregnant with, uh, who would later become Ishmael, mm -hmm. um, father of uh, the Arab nations. Anyway, so uh, Hagar kind of holds it over Sarah, and she didn't do it right. She... She was mean about it. Mm -hmm. And so Sarah uh, was upset with her. And so Hagar was scared. She bolted. She ran. Mm -hmm. and, and she ran so far, she, she just collapses under a tree near a spring. And she just tried to run from her difficulties. And I, I just wonder, uh, have you ever wanted to run from a problem? Oh, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a circumstance more... Uh... More as a child, you know, yes. you yeah want to run away from home and yeah, yeah no yeah. one understands me as a teenager. You might think yep. that yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll show them. They'll be uh, I'll be better off without them. They'll be better off without yep. me. But I think some people, uh, particularly adults and and teenagers, I I think we we see quite often that in the midst of great difficulty, uncertainty, if you will, mm -hmm. that sometimes they feel like the best thing they can do is bolt, leave, run, 
and run from a tough marriage or maybe run from a, a tough uh, parental relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe even at work, uh, just a tough situation of being um, in, uh, with people that maybe don't treat us right or a boss who doesn't treat us right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I had a, a boss, and this was my first day at work. Um, I was a dental hygienist at the time, working as a hygienist. Yeah. And uh, so I, I pulled into the parking lot, and I parked at the back, leaving the, the parking spaces closer to the, mm-hmm. closer to the building for patients. For patients, yeah. Which is kind of a common practice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was working away. I was on my second patient or something, and uh, he came in and stood outside of my door and said, Anybody know who drives a black car? And I said, oh, I've got, I've got a black car. And he said, well, you're not supposed to park back there. I'd hate to see it get towed. <laughs> and oh, wow. I, I went, oh. In his parking lot? <laughs> In his parking lot. <laughs> so it turns out they haven't had an arrangement with a parking lot across the street. It, it was a church, and it sat. the church mm. was mostly empty during the week, so they had an arrangement that mm. staff could park there so that there was extra room for patients because it was a small lot. But I thought, whoo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll park over there. All righty. Just uh. was a very strange way of dealing with things in my yes. <laughs> opinion. Oh, man, I've... Um... I, I've had a couple of bosses in life that just just made life really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in ministry, I, I've had a, a boss or two, like a senior pastor, and I worked mm-hmm. for a pastor, and um, and just uh, not not a fun situation. Took all the fun out of of, of being able to serve and and be there, just from the attitude or or mm-hmm. just the persona that he you know uh, that he would show. And, and sometimes you just say, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, you know? forget it. You know, mm-hmm. can, can you say Walmart, welcome to Walmart? You know, okay, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and um, and I, I just think how many people right now are listening going, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. And I also, you know, Julie, I think about people who have had a negative church experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked to people quite regularly, actually, that... Um, they find themselves in a situation where perhaps it was kind of cultish or a toxic faith mm-hmm. type of situation. Um, or maybe they had problems with another brother or sister in Christ in the church, and, and maybe they didn't respond properly the, to them. Yes. So, yeah, you, you, sometimes you think, I'm out of here. I'm going to run. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Hagar thought. She thought, well, if I run, then I can outrun the problem. Mm-hmm. And I would say very seldom do we uh, get to do that. Oh, agreed. They right? tend to, like a bad smell, you can't get rid of those problems They sometimes. just are there, right? Yes. Um, and I also think, what about what about folks who are listening? And gosh, I, I, I'd have to admit this would be me. I've made self-inflicted mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've made choices that maybe that brought some tough, tough consequences and and so how many folks have said, I want to run from this? You know, I made a mistake and I, I don't want to own up to it and make it right. I, I just, this is uncomfortable and I want to flee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where, where Hagar was, uh, running from hurt, trying to bury the pain, uh, trying to disguise uh, guilt and, and maybe regret over decisions that were made or maybe decisions that were made for somebody mm-hmm. and having to live with the consequences. Um, 
that that's a tough situation for sure. You know, and then Hagar, um, I imagine she, as we see in the scriptures, she felt pretty alone. She's out in the middle of a desert. She's sitting by a stream. You know, there's maybe a, a scraggly tree over her. And, and, you know, you can just kind of hear, you know, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to eat green worms and die, you know. Mm-hmm. And yet God, God heard her. Mm-hmm. You know, she thought she was alone, but she, she wasn't. And I, I just think that it's a beautiful story. The Bible says there in Genesis, it says the angel of the Lord found her, found her by a spring of water in the wilderness. And um, so I think when there's conflict going on in our life, when there's problems that we want to run away from, uh, there's probably no more lonely feeling in the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Uh, I think sometimes people think, wow, um, nobody, nobody's had to go through what I'm going through. You oh, know? isn't it so easy to get caught up in that and to just, yep. Fool ourselves that mm-hmm. we're the only person who's, who's, uh, gone through this. And, but I think at the time, sometimes we just feel that way and, and we keep looking at yesterday. We keep looking at the problems that we made for ourselves or that others made for us. And we, we just dwell on past. We just dwell on past. And I, I think it's like trying to drive a car to the, to the store. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in, you get into the car, you buckle up and you turn the key on. I, I don't know how far we'd get if we tried to go to food basics, um, just looking through the rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd end up with a pretty dented fender. <laughs> I think we would. I think that we might have more problems than we started the day with, right? Yep. And, and yet I think there's so many people who tend to, uh, can't move forward in life because mm-hmm. there's, they're looking, um, they got, they got the car in drive and, and yet they're looking in the rearview mirror all the time. Yep. And I'm just wondering if there's somebody listening to us today that says, oh, wow, that's me. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. stuck. I'm stuck looking at that rearview mirror. And that's where Hagar was. She, she was just dwelling on the pain of Sarah and what had been done to her in a, a marriage that she didn't ask for and yep. you know now a baby that she had not planned on. You know, I sometimes can find it hard to strike that balance between learning from something that has happened, you know, like Mm -hmm. in everything, there's a lesson, right? Like even if you're mistreated or you've got a conflict with someone, it's, there's sometimes a struggle between learning from that and dwelling on it. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a good point. Um, it's one thing to learn from our mistakes Mm -hmm. or to learn from mistakes that were made against us. You know, you, you want it to be, that's a great point. But if we just dwell on them to uh, kind of wallow in them. Well, and they're all consuming sometimes because yes. they're not pleasant thoughts. Right. They're usually. Mm-hmm. And it becomes the lens or glasses that we look at life through, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Hagar was kind of in that place. And, and so God sees Hagar. And I just love this. Hagar was known by God. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't know God, but God knew her. And I just got to believe there's somebody maybe listening today that I don't know about this God stuff. You know, I don't know about this faith stuff or church. I, I, I see it works for some people, but I also see the hypocrisy in others. And I don't, but let me just say this, friend. God knows you and sees you and he loves you, right? 
And he's a gentleman. He right? is. He doesn't ever barge his way into, no. you know, here I am, you have to love me, that's yeah. that. You know, it's a... Uh, he is a gentleman. I like that term. And he doesn't he doesn't throw our mistakes in our face, Mm-mm. you know. Oh, and that's so hard to believe sometimes because mm-hmm. as humans, I, I've had a mistake thrown in my face sure. and even something I've genuinely apologized mm-hmm. for, you know, and... And you think, well, gee, I'm sorry. And I, yeah. you know, I've apologized. I'm not going to do it again. Or I'm, you know, striving to mm-hmm. improve that area. And it's tough to remember that Jesus yes. isn't going to do that. No, Jesus won't. I, I was thinking about people tend to think that God looks at them through a telescope. He's far mm-hmm. off and and he, he, he's, he's not intimately in our life. And he's just way off in the galaxy looking at us with this long telescope. Well, that's not true. Some people think that God looks at them with a microscope, that just waiting for them to mess up, just waiting for them to make a wrong move so he can use a two-by-four on them. and Smite them. Yeah, mm. and smite them. <laughs> but, um, but that's not God either. No. And Hagar is beginning to learn this. She's beginning to see that, that God is somebody who really cares about her mm-hmm. and is in her life. I. I think of different scriptures, Psalms uh, 44 talks about how that God sees the secrets of the heart. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't, know, you can't do that without knowing somebody, right? Or he talks about, in Proverbs 5, he talks about uh, the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. That, that God is intimately, sometimes we feel like he's, he's not at work or he's asleep at the wheel, but he's not. You know, and Hagar found this out that uh, he wasn't the cosmic genie to hocus pocus, all your problems go away. But he promised her, hey, your child is going to be the father of a great nation. I'm going to be with you. I want you to go back to Sarah. I want you to face up to your mistakes. I want you to make it right with her. And apparently she did that because Ishmael grew up. at uh in in, with the family there and was beloved of abraham and so um i i love the fact that that god sent her back into her problems to confront it's not always easy but god uses those tough times to sculpt us and to 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 make us into being more like himself i think Mm -hmm. Mm so um hagar uh, goes back home, and um, and we see some really great things happen in her life. You know, I was thinking about this. She's sitting under the under the tree next to a brook. She's by herself, and I think she felt very alone. And I, I was thinking about this the other day. Just because we feel an emotion, or just because we think a particular thought that doesn't mean it's true or real. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Hagar found this out, that she wasn't alone, even though she felt alone, and that God was there. And I just want to encourage somebody today, just because you're feeling alone or that God is invisible, he's not. And, and you, may be, <clears throat> you may find yourself feeling or, or having a thought that um, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say, that's also not real either. And um, if we at Wayne Fleet BIC Church can ever be of help to you, 
uh, we are just a phone call or an email away. And you'll, you'll hear in just a moment as we close that uh, we have an email you can reach out to. Uh, you can also call the church office um, at 905-899-1343. And um, man, we're here. You, you do not have to go through life alone. And we would love to journey with you. We'd love to help in any way that we can. And you are loved by God, and uh, he cares about you today. Well, I, I think that's about it for today. What do you think, Julie? I think that about uh, wraps it up, yeah. Mm. So thank you for joining us. We're glad that you've chosen to listen in today. And if you'd like to get a hold of either one of us, you can email Pastor Pat at pat at waynefleetbic.com or myself, Julie, at waynefleetbic.com. So we hope you have a great week and continue tuning in and we'll see you next week. Have a great week. You are loved, everybody. Take care.